What's going on, everyone? This is Mike Sleater with the My Two Life podcast. It's October 13th on the Gold Coast of Australia. It's a beautiful day, and I'm in my man cave getting ready to get going, get in the grind. Um, lots been going on with my life. My, apologize, my apologies for uh, missing the MX of Nation recap and been a little silent. Um, Sarah and I have uh, had a lot going on. We'll get into that, but before we do, I'd like to give up to the sponsors of this podcast. Uh, first off, Intense Cycles, big part of my program, my daily life. Man, I'm very stoked to be a global ambassador for this brand. Um, they have big things going with you know people behind them like Ryan Dungey, Aaron Gwynn, um, the MyShacks, uh, just a lot of moto heritage into a amazing brand founded by Jeff Stiebert, <clears throat> the true artist himself. Um, man, there's been a huge turnaround in the brand and, and logistics and, and marketing and Inventory and man, they've moved uh, <clears throat> assembly to the United States out of Temecula. So, man, they're they're assembling bikes. They're they're pivoting. They're doing great things and on an already amazing platform. So, I recommend if you haven't checked out IntentCycles.com, um, you do. Um, it's a global company. Uh, websites all around the world. So no, no matter where you're at in the world, you'll be able to check out an intense bike if you get to that website. Um, they are expanding dealers across the globe as well. So if you are a uh, dealer and you want to be a dealer, reach out to the folks. Um, yeah, I'm pretty stoked. We just opened up a dealer in uh, New South Wales, uh, Newcastle KTM. They are now a dealer of uh, Intense Cycles with the Taser. So stoked for them to come on board. Um, true true core moto uh, <coughs> shop. And now they're going to be selling Tasers in the next week. So that's pretty rad itself. Um, yeah. Intense Cycle is a big part of my program. If you'd like to get a Intense Cycle, use Sleater underscore ten for ten. Use Sleater underscore ten for ten percent off your bike. Uh, man, we have stock. It's moving hard, so make sure you get over to the site, get yours. Um, and also Rhino Power, huge part of uh, my daily life. BCAA's using that recovery protein, really, really clean product. Um, you know, if you use Rhino Power, you might be as strong as Ryan Hughes. That guy can take a licking and t- keep on ticking, right? Man, he's just got hit by a car. He's had a broken neck. But, you know, if you're using Rhino Power, you, you'll be you'll recover like the Rhino himself. No, it's, in all seriousness, man, man, Rhino, just get well. Stay healthy. You're an absolute legend, and uh, we're thinking of you over here in Australia. But, yeah, use Sleater 15 for 15% off a Rhino Power product. Love the product available at MX Store. And speaking of MX Store, pumped to have MX Store part of this podcast. Uh, big part of my program as well. Like a, like my program consists of a lot of things, as you can hear me saying. But MX Store, my daily grind. Uh, largest range of parts and accessories in Australia. 2 p.m. Promise. Amazing career supporting events from Gemma Wilson's ride day to the official retailer of Oz Supercross and Global Supercross AORCs. The company truly does more than for any club track um, event than any online retailer uh, in the country. So stoked to have MX Store involved. Um, my family, very stoked to be a part of that. So yeah, that's it, man. That's the sponsors. Like I said, it would not be possible for them. So support them, get online, shop 10 Cycles, Rhino Power, and MX Store. Three great, great brands with three great pe- great families running it. Um, yeah, get after it. So, into my life, my two year life, man, a lot's been going on. Like I said, I missed the MX of Nation recap, but I think I have a, a valid reason. We've walked, Sarah and I, and Mason and Noah have welcomed 
baby Ashton Michael Sleater, the third child to our clan. We're truly building a, a you know soccer team, super crust team. We're building a team of boys here, and uh, Sarah's absolutely beautiful. How she brought that young man into the into the world, um, and um, everyone's healthy. We are almost two weeks in. He's almost two weeks old. Everyone's doing really, really well. Um, we uh, went through the public health care system. Absolute um, great experience uh, here in Australia. Um, not paying $1,500 a month for health care. Go in, have a baby, get treated like royalty, have a great experience. Out, your do out the door we went. Um, yeah, it's something that, you know, no deductible, none of that. I don't want to get into politics or that, but that was a really good experience for uh you know, we've had two children born in California, and this is our first in Australia, and we had a great experience, but most importantly, Sarah and Ashton are healthy. They are home. Sarah is absolutely killing it, already walking and getting back in the rhythm, and we're out cruising around the neighborhood. Have you seen my last post on Instagram? We had Mason out training on his mountain bike, doing 13 kilometers bike ride in the park by our house, and Noah's out running you know, 3K run, and yeah, we're just figuring out this new life with uh, a family of five, but life is good, um, and we can't complain of where we're at, you know, it's it's a journey, um, I can't imagine not having Ashton, I'm 42 years old, Sarah's 34, and um, yeah, this is, it's it's great, I thought, I didn't think I wanted another child until we decided to try, and once I tried and succeeded at starting to make a baby I honestly got a little nervous and once we brought him in the world it's like I knew we've made the right decision and <clears throat> it, it's been an absolute blessing I can't wait to see what this little guy chooses to be because Mason is so different to Noah and Noah is so different to Mason Mason's my two-wheel mini and Noah's an absolute amazing athlete within soccer and all sports so and, and artistic and follow Noah's TikTok or Instagram, the kid is quite uh, theatrical, so, yeah, that's it, <clears throat> and, you know, we had the baby, then Mason got his cast off his foot, he he broke his navicular riding moto in a turn, so he got him back on the bike, and um, Noah's playing indoor soccer, and, man, it just feels like it just never ends, because it doesn't, but really, really, really happy with um, life right now, um, really busy with work, with MX Store, Intense, um, you know, I need to keep more on this podcast. I have a lot of ideas. Um, I want to start coaching a little bit more for fun. I enjoy that. So, yeah, um, let's talk. get in some cool moto talk and, and uh, some things that I wanted to bring up. First off, as I said, Mason's been riding again. Um, and while he's got back to riding, he rides a Gas Gas MC65. And let me tell you, like, this, those things are absolutely a weapon. Same as the KTM 65, Husky 65, but, excuse me, um, Mason's in a weird trend, weird period in his riding journey, he's, you know, I've said it before, he's a good little rider, is he the fastest, no, heck no, he doesn't race that often, but he, he started to get confident right before he broke his foot, and I say confident, he was pushing pretty hard, he was trying to be faster in the turns, he was trying to improve lap times, and he was trying to be a better, <coughs> a faster rider, not really a better rider, <clears throat> and um, the issue was Mason was getting, you know, he's 11 years old and the class in Australia is 9 to 12. He is AMA 11 all year for 2023. So he could ride the 65 all year legally in AMA as well. 
But what was interesting was he was getting tall. He has some long legs. And I'm like, man, I need to move him to an 85 possibly. The issue is there is, is I'm a big believer in taking your time and riding the most out of the motorcycle before you go to the next one. So you're swinging off the back. You're reaching for more power. Well, the, the Austrian 65 is so strong, and the chassis is phenomenal. It's like a you really can't find a flaw on that motorcycle. But as you get bigger, the bike gets smaller feeling. You get cramped, and the next step to an 85 is extremely big. So what I've done is I've reached out to I've I've gone on MX Store's website and I've I've kind of seen it through social media is is Cruise Tune. Cruise Tune's a engineering suspension company in uh, Melbourne, Australia, and um, man, they they make some amazing product not only for little bikes for big bikes, but for this particular unit, I purchased the low, the lower lug uh, kit, the swing, extended swing arm. And then the body mount rate, uh, body lift kit for Mason 65. And you're like, why would you spend all that money for him to just ride a 65 still? Just put him on the 85. Reason is he wasn't confident. He wasn't, I didn't want to like, I'm sorry, he wasn't ready. He was, he was getting there. He was, he was getting that confident. He was muscling the bike around. And then just to move him up onto a, an 85 is like starting all over. He's going to have to respect the bike. You, have to, you know, you can't just go racing right away. He done on the smaller side of that. So a lot of these parent, you parents that are listening to this know exactly what I'm talking about. The issue is in America, the, the chassis changes aren't legal for AMA racing. And I get it, but at the same time, I don't. I mean, you'll see, go on my social media. I'll post a photo up of this have this little weapon while he was hurt. Me and Mason worked on it and built it. It's the bike is amazing. P3 carbon skid blade, FMF exhaust. Uh, Jamie from Twisted Development back in California gave me some jetting specs, some squish specs um, for the for the for the cylinder. And you know, um, it is an absolute weapon. But from Cruise Tune, you get a swing arm, a fork kit. We got rid of the air, went to a spring conversion. We also um, we raised that up. We put taller bar mounts. I actually dropped the gearing to a 46 in the rear so he could do second gear starts and not be in between second and third. As you know, most kids do third gear starts on a 65, which that's that's another topic in itself. Ballard's titanium foot pegs. This is a little weapon, right? Um, thrill Seeker seat cover, rivaling graphics, ODI grips, the stock grips that come on are amazing. Um, yeah, the thing is so cool. Um, Cherby's, uh, Cherby's frame guards. But adding that cruise tune chassis upgrade, it's now extended Mason's lifespan on the 65. Um, we went out and rode it for the first time all done up last Saturday at a grass track, and he had an absolute blast. And, man, the f he looks great on it. The The seat height let his longer legs, you know, have some space. The the, the, the wheelbase and the fork height, the bike is so balanced. And coming from my R&D experience, I wouldn't just throw some crap product on this thing. It's absolutely amazing what cruise tune does to these 65s they do it to yamahas um they have great products for yamaha 65 as well same thing where they lift the bike up and i think it's cool that you can extend the life period of a kid on a 65 without bumping them up and then if you're ch chasing trophies and titles you can also have ride the 85 and go back down to the 65 and not be a, like a circus clown on the bike so uh, mason will hopefully not do that but we're just extending that lifespan to where he can hopefully get through the first of the year safe and look good unless he has some huge growth spurt but yeah check out some photos of mace on my socials he looks good on the bike the bike is dope i'll do a full blog right up on my two life's blog page 
Um, really stoked on it. A few things I'd like to get from Nihilo. We don't carry Nihilo anywhere in the, in uh, in um, Australia, but there's some brake tips. I like cool shit. I like blingy little things, and uh, Nihilo makes some cool stuff for the 65. So if you're a parent wanting 65 stuff, uh, bling bits, Nihilo is a, a good spot for that. So that's it on Get Mason's Gas Gas MC65. He was down at the show and shine, and uh, that's what we'll transition to. He's uh, the MX Store show and shine for season two of Wreckers the Checkers, presented by MotorX and Muckoff. Muckoff, uh, big cleaning brand, sponsor of uh, Justin Brayton, other badass riders in the world, great product. Uh, they support the Wreckers the Checkers season. Um, it's a great YouTube series. If you haven't checked it out, me and a couple other heads from MX Store get together and build some amazing motorcycles in a game format. Um, we just launched the new ones, or the latest bikes. It's the Brett Metcalf YZ125 from my team and the John O. Porter RM125 replica. Some great stories behind these bikes. I won't dive into the story because I actually want you to watch the episode that is out tonight for um, MX Store, for Wreckers the Checkers. My apologies. So, Last Saturday, we had the Wreckers, the Checkers show and sign where we unveiled these amazing bikes. And, uh, man, it was cool. The, we had about 35 bikes show up from the community of the Gold Coast and our surrounding areas. We had some, you know, some Young Henry's beer. We had some Red Bull DJs. It was a vibe. Um, we had some, you know, basically, a, you know, a real cool motocross-type show. We had BCA. Uh, BSAs, we had some epic off-road bikes, you name it. Mason, like I said, brought his 65 down to show and shine. He was proud as punch having his bike on display. Um, I got to shoot the shit with some epic people. We had the $35,000 KX125. We had an amazing 94 uh, CR125, some 500s. The list goes on and on. The bottom line is check out the Wreckers, the Checkers YouTube series. Uh, episode goes live tonight in... Oz and uh, early morning in America, and I recommend checking it out the whole series. And if you haven't seen season one, check it out. So thanks to Motorex and Muckoff for supporting that series as well as Red Bull. Um, it's been a fun one. We're getting towards the end. Next next thing on the agenda is to race them. So me and Mick Mack, the other team leader for that team, we're going to race head to head. I'll race the Brett Metcalf YZ125 versus Mick McDermott on the RM125. So that'll be really fun. And these bikes are amazing. So, yes, tune in tonight. Learn more about the series, the bikes. It's going to be, uh, it'll be a good one, one of the best yet, I believe. So, going into the big rocks, World Supercross, right? Just launched. And the, the amount of hype around WSX and what it was and what it wasn't, it has been unreal. You know, Adam Bailey, one of the founding guys over at World Supercross, has been on Gypsy Tales, Pulp MX. You know, they launched their, their partnership with the Gold Coast of Australia on the beach with Oz Pro MX champion Aaron Tanty. They have been making moves, right? This company is on the Gold Coast, employing a lot of jobs, um, good people at the company. But from a global standpoint, people wanted to know what was this series going to be like. And on top of that, Ken Roxon essentially leaves Honda, allegedly. Well, he does leave Honda. Um, because of World Supercross. I mean, that maybe it's camel that broke, the straw that broke the camel's back um, with with that relationship. And uh, he chose to go to World Supercross 
and ride for pretty much himself with support from uh, genuine Honda Yuri Vkonsky's team and he he showed up in Cardiff on a kind of a, a Red Bull-esque Honda and did what Ken Roxa does and we'll dive into that details but you know what the ser- the round went off in Cardiff Wales it looked like it had great attendance with 35,000 plus the first ever real supercross in in uh the UK from a global standpoint and I think it was a success. I thought it was. I, I haven't talked to the team over there, but it looked really good. You know, yes, the, there's a lot of things to learn from, um, and we'll get into what I think we could, the, the series could do before I break down the riders and whatnot. But I do feel that the onboard camera was lackluster. That was looking at some plastic fender. Um, the announcing, you know, the familiar sound of Jeff Emig, Ralph Shaheen. And Kristen B, very knowledgeable. That was pretty good. But the track was quite fast. It looked pretty easy. The berms were flat, kind of one line. Um, I think they could have done a better job with the track. I like the metal ramp. I do. It gives it a good flair um, to the from style. They, the riders are having fun with that. Um, but, yeah, it's, it looked good. I think it was a success. Eli Tomac was there. Um, the racing was good. The racing was good. Um, so let's dive into my thoughts and break down each class and who I thought was killing it and who I thought wasn't. So let's go into 250 first. So we'll start with the top 10. Break it down top 10. And you have uh, Matt Moss, 10th. You know, he showed some speed. He's a veteran out of Australia. Really good speed. Um, was up there, but kind of faded. I think, you know, racing that little bike, he's been, uh, racing the 450 Yamaha in Australia, but, you know, top 10 for Matt, start off the season, didn't qualify great, um, but he looks good. I've been following him on socials, and, you know, as a veteran rider, he looks, he looks lively, he looks fast. Um, number, in P9 overall, Wilson Todd, another Aussie, riding for the Genuine Honda team. Man, I, he was in Europe, came back to, to Oz in the Pro MX Series, won the, uh, MX2 title. Don't know much about his uh, Supercross experience, but doesn't look bad. They've been staying in Georgia, and um, he looks good. I I think he looked um, pretty good. I mean, a little little loose. He needs to get, get stand up a little bit, get long. But I think all in all, he he had a good good debut in in ninth. And Max Maxime Despri. Don't know much about him, but the guy was fast. A, a Frenchie. Frenchies are good at Supercross, and. Uh, he got, you know, P8, P8 overall for Maxim, Maxime Despri. And, um, uh, yeah, look for him to do better. He's on the Team GSM uh, Yamaha. And uh, here's one that I want to point out. Derek, Carroll, Derek Kelly on the Pipes Motorsport Suzuki. This guy, man, all year long had just been plugging away. Um, Derek Kelly, P7. What a ride. Um just just silent, just kind of just doing his thing, P7, in between some heavy hitters, right? Um, so Derek Kelly, P7, that surprised me. I didn't even see him on camera. Didn't really notice him, but, man, he, he's there. Pipe Suzuki in in, seven, in P7. In P6, we have Max Anstey. He won a moto um, in, the, in, the, in the three moto format, but honestly, I just don't know if he has the intensity that the others have. Um, but it was great to see Max win a moto, uh, you know, in front of his hometown fans. It's great for the sport, and it proves that that you know, having this diversity of a global global rider lineup, it gives the hometown crowd uh, something to cheer for. So, 
like I said, look for Max to does he does he improve that result? Does he continue to get some more intensity? He's on that genuine Honda team. They're really probably one of the biggest hitters in there, um, besides the Craig Dak Racing Yamaha team. And we'll get into that next rider, and that's Aaron Tanty. Aaron Tanty, Aussie uh, man, current Pro MX MX One champion for 2022 he dropped down to the mx2 class for supercross for world supercross and will race the mx1 class in all supercross so tnd p5 overall very impressive i've been see, he you know we do some road bike rides together and we talk a little bit great young man hard working i'm a big fan um but his CDR Yamaha was best at fifth overall. So uh, look for Tanny just to keep building. I think he's a hard worker, grinder. I think he's finding his way and, and getting confident that he doesn't have to win the whole, win everything the first night. So you know, 46 points over uh, total, sitting in fifth. P4 is that ever so talented uh, MX Nation pick by champion Carson Brown with a fourth overall. Carson Brown. Rode really well. Um, the kid's got so much talent. You know, it just goes to show you, you don't have to be a Loretta Lynch champion to make a career in racing. People want the fastest riders. And Carson Brown's trajectory is going up. And similar to Derek Kelly, you know, in the shadows, coming out of the shadows, and, and with a team on the team GSM Yamaha, finishing fourth overall with a pretty stacked lineup. Good job, Carson Brown. Um, if you don't follow him on Instagram, he's a great follow. Does some amazing pit bike stuff. His dad is uh, the founder of BBR, and you know, so you know they have some cool pit bikes laying around the house. And P3, kind of a disappointment. Great human, great rider. Uh, Mitchell Oldenburg. That should have been his night. He was the outright favorite. Had outright fastest. Looked good on the bike on that Moto Concepts Honda, but a bad decision in the Esther where he tripled his just brain farted, tripled into the back of someone, ate shit, and pretty much DNF that moto with like an 18th. Um, so 1-19-1 or 1-18-1 for third overall. Mitchell Oldenburg was the head of the class, but not the overall winner. So look for that ever-so-smooth, epic human, great guy, Mitchell Oldenburg, to uh, improve his overall position in uh, round two in Melbourne. Oh, blows, man. It's crazy. Chris Blows on the Bud Racing Kawasaki, second overall, and that shows you the, the veteran of the sport just plugging away, plugging away, doing his thing, burning the laps, and it finds himself in second overall. Man, I raced Chris Blows. I don't he's in his late 30s, and to see him out there absolutely killing it is really cool. So Chris Blows, second overall, great ride, man. Um, coming back to Australia, he's raced here before, so he'll be familiar with the culture of the scene, and we'll be excited to race. So look for Chris Bloss to stay up on that podium, I think, in, in Melbourne. Um, Shane McElrath, your winner. Rick Ware Racing. Did he have the lit kit? Was his bike the best looking? Nah, but guess what? It worked. I think that was the first time I've seen Shane McElrath back to his form that he had on a Star Yamaha. Goes to show you guys, when you're comfortable on something, he got left in no man's land when he switched to the 450s. He just didn't He didn't do what he wanted to do. You know, he got on that Hep Suzuki. It wasn't right. He never felt the flow. He got. I'm sorry, he went to Moto Concepts first. He just never, he got ill. But we're starting to see, the. I think, back Shane McElrath back to his old ways. Maybe this is a rejuvenation of his career. And maybe in America we should leave riders on lights bike longer. You know, that's another topic in its own, but congratulations to 
Shane Malkarath on a well-deserved, very consistent first overall at the Car Cardiff Wales World Supercross round. Some notable riders that I think we'll see turn uh, turn the season around was the Derek, um, sorry, um, Justin Bogle and Cole Seeley um, and Derek Drake. Pretty much the whole MDK team had nails and all sorts of stuff happened to their bikes and their tires. Cole Seeley, um, he just hasn't raced in a long time, so I think that took some adjustment. But overall, you know what? This class is pretty damn stacked. He even had Kyle Chisholm on the CDR Yamaha, a rough night. So um, I'm pretty impressed with this uh, this lights class um, at World Supercross. It's it's not a uh, second-tier lineup per se. You got a champion like McElrath, you know, uh, and you have – Chris Blos, veteran, Oldenburg, yet yeah, podium contending riders across the, the whole entire class with champions like Bogle. So, yeah, that's that's it. Round one, your top three is Shane McElroy, Chris Blos, and Mitchell Oldenburg in the WSX. So, next round is Melbourne, Australia, which I'll be attending. So, I'm stoked to see these guys there. Moving to the 450. Wow. Um... Pretty impressive to say the least. Eli Tomac just dominated, pretty much off the couch. I don't even rode before the event, but let's uh, let's talk about some unfortunate things that happened before we dive into it. Some guys in my air that I wanted to see kill it. Some veterans: Josh Grant, Chad Reed. Man, rough start. I believe Chad had a fuel pump issue, and Josh uh, had a chain break, and both of them endowed on that on off um weird shit man i think i don't know how a uh, fuel pump would go out <sighs> i don't know how a chain would break i mean i know how they can break but maybe it was a nail maybe it wasn't i saw josh grant's uh mechanic talk about it on social media and um that you know he felt gutted but it wasn't his fault of course it wasn't his fault but um yeah bummer to see chad reed out what will that do for the series? Um, you know, is he going to come to Australia still and, and for the fan affair? And, you know, he followed the new 2 2 TV on YouTube. They do a lot of cool stuff. Josh Grant, a.k.a. the Grizz. Man, that guy's got so much talent. Is he going to be ready on the MDK uh, ride for Melbourne? We'll see. Another one that had a rough night was Australia's uh, Luke Clout on the CDR Yamaha. I'd been training hard, coming back from a broken tip vib. He went down on the on-off, hitting a false neutral. So look for those guys to all get healed up um, and and go from there. So going into your uh, top ten, Frederick Norin. Cool to see that Swede, Swede up there on the Pipes Motorsport Suzuki. He rode he rode strong, um, just did his thing. Uh, Thomas Remet on the Team GSM Yamaha from France. Um, not familiar with him really, but it was great to see someone quite quick that you don't know of. Adrian Ascofar. Ascofieri on the Bud Racing Kawasaki P8. Angelo Pellegrini on the Honda Nils Honda 450 ride out of Italy. He's P7. Joey Savacci on the Rick Ware Racing uh, Cowie 450 um, in P6. Uh, Joey had some rough luck. He almost high -side, he high sided into that finish line ramp. That hurt his overall finish, but it's great to see Joey have some speed on that Rick Ware Kawasaki. Um, I think Joey is is he'll be back firing. I look for him to probably podium uh, Melbourne. So look for Joey to bounce back from that P6. Cedric Subaros, the the uh, veteran from France on the Bud Racing Cali P5. That's about where I expect Subaros to be. He's solid. He's fast. But um, 
your P4 writer, Josh Hill, dude, straight from Red Bull Imagination to Cardiff. We're getting to see the best version of Josh Hill, man. What a great guy and what a talent hitting that quad, um, you know, in qualifying time. I think someone did it before him, but he got the claim for it, and rightfully so. He's such a weapon. He brings some a lot of good energy. He's a great rider. This World Supercross platform is made for him, and I'm stoked to see him on a great team like CDR Yamaha and doing his thing. So, yeah, I look forward to Josh Hill continuing his, his good runs in, uh, in Melbourne. Um, Justin Brayton, P3 overall um, in the points. And, you know, this is interesting, right? You know, he's the veteran. I just don't see the fire in him anymore. He's, just, he's playing his cards like a businessman. He just plugs along, does his thing, does his thing. <laughs> you know, um, I just like to see some more fire. You know, he know he has it, but that's just me being a fan from a business strategy. He's doing the right thing. He gets good starts, puts his laps in, and that's it, right? Just just, just enough to get it done to collect those paychecks, and there's nothing wrong with that. So Justin Brayton is the reigning Australian Supercross Series champion. Look for him to be right at home in Oz, um, getting to see some of a lot of his – uh, fan base here. I, I'm excited to see him myself. He's a family man, and uh, yeah, playing his cards as he does just perfectly. A P2 in the points after Cardiff is Vince Freeze. Dude, he's a weapon. You know, he's always surrounded. But seems like he's always surrounded by drama. Um, his OCD behavior on the on the starting line, but you can't say not. You can't take away uh, from Vince Freeze his speed. He's he's got speed, he's got starts, and that leaves him second in the points after round one. And uh, first in the points, you have Ken Roxon. Uh Man, a little disappointed, to be honest. I, you know, he did what Ken's done all season. Flashes of speed in qualifying. You know, he did the hot lap flashes of speed. Not flashes, just playing out raw speed better than everyone. He looks amazing on the bike. And then just tucks the front in, his, uh, in one of the main events, and that pushes him back in a track that's hard to pass. He couldn't move that far forward. And you could tell by the third main event that he had nothing for Tomac. I mean, he didn't want to have anything from Tomac because Tomac was an all-star from the event, so he's not even in the points. So with Ken Rocks leading the points, he wasn't the winner of Cardiff. So that's kind of weird. He was just, you know, Tomac was thrown in there as a basically a, a, a rider to draw crowd, which he did. And, you know, so Ken rounding out the the leading the points in the Melbourne, but the big person to talk about was Tomac, and he just is taking this off the, you know, what a season he's had, man. Supercross champion, motocross champion, MX Nation champion, winning Wales. Um, I think he's going to go to Bercy. You know, he's really stamping himself as one of the greats by doing what he's doing. Yeah, so like you said, like I said, it's that, you know, it was a Tomac show at WSX, but it was great to see the speed of Ken Roxon, um, him smiling. I'm a big fan, but we got to get him to stop making those silly mistakes. It seems to be a pattern that he continuously has made the last couple of years of just simple tucking the fronts. Um, I don't, you know, if it's a brain lapse, what it is. But your top five in points heading to Melbourne is Ken Roxon, Vince Freeze, Justin Brayton, Josh Hill, and Cedric Subaross. Um I think there's a pretty pretty damn good field of riders there to not call it a second-tier series. Um, look for Dean Wilson to do a lot better. 
uh, Luke Clout to come out healthy, and let's hope Josh Grant can uh, make a return. But, you know, you won't be seeing Chad Reed in this year's World Supercross lineup, unfortunately. So that's it, guys. Um, congrats to World Supercross. Stoked for all those riders who made that journey across the world. It looked like everyone had a good time. It gives me that feel of Formula One, MotoGP, which I really like. Enjoying the, the, the city. Um, you get, you know, the series appreciating the riders. So, once again, I think this is something that's, you know, will it be better than AMA? I don't know. Over time, maybe it will. Maybe not. But there's another place for riders like Josh Hill, Joey Savacci, um, Freddie Noren, Jordan Tixier, Ryan Brees. Dean Wilson would be not racing right now. Grant Harlan, another, you know, he's a club, M- club MX rider. These are riders that would not have a rider or platform to make some money, and now they are, so... I think it's a win-win for everyone. Um, I'm a I'm a big proponent of this series, um, and uh, yeah, look forward to round two in Melbourne. And I will be down there with the MX Store crew, doing some VIP track walks, um, hanging out with some people, seeing some industry. Looking forward to a good time in Melbourne and, and catching up with a lot of uh, Americans I haven't seen in a while. So that's going to cover it for WSX. Um, and yeah, just some news that I, I thought I'd kind of cover is, uh, interestingly enough is, you know, how about Colt Nichols going to factory HRC Honda? That is awesome. Colt Nichols is, you know, was rocked this year by getting hurt pretty much a season ending injury and to go from no ride, nothing to, you know, Ken Roxon racing WSX riding, you know, giving up his bike. He was supposed to ride for Rick Ware racing. And then out of nowhere, he pulls out and he signs with HRC Honda, which I think is a win-win for everyone. Colt Nichols is a great guy, great, phenomenal rider, a champion. Um, and let's just hope he can stay healthy. Colt has been known to get hurt. He had a good run on the star um, bike when he won the championship. But nonetheless, I think the right person on the right bike. Um, the great he's gonna have great energy around the Lawrences and Sexton and a great balance. He's you know, he comes in as the number two guy for Supercross, the number three guy for outdoors, essentially behind Jet and uh Chase. So this is, it'll be really cool to see uh uh Colt Nichols um on the HRC Honda. It's the style dog himself, um him and Bogle, two weapons uh when it comes to the Oklahoma crew. So, yeah, congrats to Colt Nichols. Um, like I said, upcoming stuff for me, Melbourne. Supercross, uh, man, I've been slacking on just honestly. I've been on my bicycle or moto in a while. A lot going on. Like I led the podcast off it early. And for those who listen to this podcast, you're much like me, man. Um, I'm not putting a square peg in a round hole. I'm not trying to burn the candle at both ends, trying to, you know, have a newborn. I want to be more present with this baby. I want to make sure I was more present early. And, you know, when I had Mason or Noah, I was so focused on keeping my deals with KTM, focused on making sure I didn't lose my seat as a lead test rider globally. And um, I put my family, you know, just behind that at times. And I can't take that back, but I can change the narrative with this with this little guy and a and and new journey and um, being more comfortable in my professional life. So uh, I'll try to ride when I can ride. I'll try to get go work out when I can go work out without compromising my you know sanity and my health by being overtired and and just doing it to do it I'd rather have quality over quantity so for those of you that are struggling with just life balance yeah me too man it's hard but um pick your battles 
put your energy into what you can control. And right now I'm putting it into my kids and my family and my wife um, and putting me second or third. And I'm really loving doing that. Um, I feel like it's uh, making me a better person. I have less stress. Um, yeah, that, that's just some, some feedback for you for me going through my personal journey on life balance. It's hard. It ain't easy. I look at guys like Nick Way um, that do it so well on the outside looking in. And speaking of outside looking in, I look at him on social and his amazing wife, Nicole, and their family killing it. And um, how do they do it? How do they do it? Well, don't see, believe everything you can see. I believe that the ways are everything they are on social, but there's some families that can portray or people that can portray that everything's perfect. And you could be like, how is that they doing it so easy? Well, they're probably not. Um, but in this circumstance, I think the ways are. And I look at that family and other families that inspire me to do better as a dad and give my kids the opportunity to succeed. Um, so right now we're going to get Mason back on the motorcycle, get him back, you know, applying himself to something. He loves two wheels. He loves that, but he needs to apply himself. And whether he's going to be the local novice winner or the kid smiling in a fifth place position, as long as he's putting work in to be that kid, that's all that I care about. Um, do some BMX nights, some mountain bike races with him, just applying that skill set and that passion to something where Noah, he's in my middle child now. He's absolutely loving soccer. So we have him enrolled in soccer and trying to, you know, Sarah's taking him to soccer while I might be at the track with Mason and we go to meet at a soccer game and it's all happening, but I just want to inspire everyone to make sure you're applying your kids' skill sets and loving on them and who cares if they win. And, and as long as they're, you know, trying their best and giving them the effort. So that's it guys. That's my little two bobs on my journey as a parent. Um, and, and what I feel, uh, you know, I'm just like you. I'm, I'm learning as I go. I'm learning on the fly. So that's it, man. October 13th, another episode of My Two of Life. Lots happening. You had the records of checkers show and shine. Mason's cruise tune, gas gas, the World Supercross recap, and some little bits and pieces of raising a family of five now and what it's like. So thanks for tuning in to another episode of the My Two of Life podcast. It's been good. Have a good rest of your week. Peace. <laughs>